we are here today with the one only soups man well yes, brother how are you doing i am doing amazing man i'm ready to rock and roll ready Drop to rock body. and roll man let's get it i know you got so many gems man to get so let's just jump into it man let's start kind of from uh the beginning everybody knows you soups man one of the biggest TikTok accounts making all these type of content partnering up with all these major uh brands and everything with superheroes right mm -hmm. where did this fascination from superheroes come from like was it something you read as a kid was it a movie you watched like where did this fascination even come from so for me my passion for superheroes literally started before i could even walk i mean i was in my crib and my grandfather and my grandparents and my family was showing me the old christopher reeve superman movies and the michael keaton batman films and then as a kid i grew up loving like the animated shows of the superheroes and then we got to like the toby Maguire spider-man movies and now superheroes are a staple to our culture and it's come such a long way but for me my passion for superheroes really kind of exploded when it helped me in my personal life mm. you know i was born just extremely different i was born with a condition that doctors at that point in time couldn't even identify my parents took me around the world because i was born differently and again the doctors didn't know what it was yeah and then um you know i i grew up in in school in an environment where you're picked on for being different where you're bullied where you're judged and growing up as a kid, I was always insecure about the way I looked, about who I was, and I was always chasing validation of other people. But then there came a day where I was watching the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, and at the end of the movie, he's walking away and he says, this is my gift, this is my curse, I am Spider-Man. And the way he said it just stuck with me, because my entire life I had been viewing the things that make me different as a curse. And in that moment, I thought, this could be a gift. Mm. And if this were to be a gift, what, what is this gift for? And it's to be different. It's to stand out. And it's to stand out so like that I have an, a platform where people can listen to me and I can inspire them and I can change lives. And now, now I'm in a world where everyone's trying to stand out. Yeah. But I just do it because I'm, I'm born this way. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so then, you know, kind of like that's how superheroes combined with just my, my personal life. And it's gotten me to the level of confidence and where I'm at now, personally. And then, um, you know, it's crazy because when I started creating content, it was just a crazy journey throughout my entire high school. When I first got to high school, especially here in Miami, for, when it comes to Hispanic families, yeah, education is the way out. When So when did you first start creating content? I started creating content my junior year of high school. Got it. And, you know, kind of just like this whole journey kind of started more my freshman year of high school because, again... For in Hispanic families, education is the way out. It's, right. it's go to school to become a doctor or a lawyer. And my parents weren't telling me to go to school to become a doctor or a lawyer, but they were telling me to go to school. Right. That, that's what's we're going to tell you what to become, but you need to be in school. Yeah, you got to be in school. You got to <laughs> pursue that. And then, so going into my freshman year, I signed up for all of these advanced classes and I completely flunked all of them. You know, I, it was just so much work, so much pressure from all of these outside external forces that it put me in a mind space where it was like, okay, what is the purpose of all of this? Right. What am I doing this for? What am I passionate about? And that's where I started the journey of finding out and discovering the thing that lights my soul on fire. So then, you know, I dove deep into like entrepreneurship and the personal development industry. And yeah. when I was 15 years old, I, I, you know, I put together my underwear money to go together and 
go see a, a Tony Robbins and Gary Vee event. Yeah. And that event completely changed my life because I was in a room sitting there as a 15 year old kid, not knowing anything. I was sitting there in a room full of hundreds of people that yeah. were just so much older than me. And for what, me. what made you do that, man? Like that's not a, you said that as if that's a small step, but like yeah. 15 year olds is not thinking about, let me go to a seminar yeah. or let me go to a conference, right? They're thinking about, okay, let me get the brand new J's or I could do a bunch of more things with this money, mm -hmm. hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars to go to these events than to spend this to go to a seminar. What was in you that you're just like, I'm gonna spend this money, I'm gonna go to the seminar, and it's like, what made you make that decision? So for me, it was exactly how you just said it. Not many kids are doing this. That's why, I, I, in my head, I, I, I viewed that as, right, not many kids are doing this. So I'm gonna be the only one that does. Right. <laughs> and I showed up to this event, and what's crazy was that the event was 18 plus. At the time, I was 15 years old. Right, right. So, <laughs> I grew out the sorriest mustache, bro. Like my <laughs> facial hair was just coming in at that point in my life. I grew out the sorriest mustache. Right. And I was telling all my friends like, guys, I look 18, right? I look 18. So I get to this event. Well, man, they're like incognito, <laughs> a small mustache. Like, he just looks suspicious. Like. Exactly like that. I get to this event and I just, I sneak past security. I go through the check-in. They let me in. And I just, I sit in my seat and I don't move because I'm like, anyone questions me and I have to show ID, I'm done. I don't want to get kicked out. <laughs> so, so I went to this event, man, and just sitting there absorbing all of the knowledge from Tony and Gary. Again, for me, all of the pain that I experienced as a child matured me. Yeah. That's why I am the way I am because I went through so much pain that I had to learn how to cope with pain on my own. And, you know, it, I've, done, I've dealt with pain in so many different ways, but I had to find a way that where it was healthy for me. Yeah. And again, I got to this event and then I was listening to Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, and it was finally like, wow, I, I, I'm looking at people that speak my language. Yeah. And then to be able to learn from them, it was just, that it's was like, like the beginning of like just finding, finding your tribe, man. Yeah. It's like finding it, it. That's how it felt. And then after that, it was just like, okay, this isn't stopping. Like this is school for me right here. Right. Not, not the, the BS that I go to five days a week and I spend eight hours of my life. In. Right. So this was school for me. And that's where I, that's where I just completely dove deep into just like the whole personal development industry, continuing to learn and grow on my own. And you know, something I'm very passionate about is just the whole education system Yeah. and how it's not, it's again, it's a system. It's not catered to every single one mm. of us. And each one of us are so different. We have so much to learn. We have so much that lights us on fire and right. it's different for each of us. You know, for you, it's, business building companies inspiring billions of people while doing so for me it's superheroes yeah so after that after going to that event you know i i just kind of followed what everyone else was doing at that event since i found my tribe i was like all right so this is the way so i'm gonna start a business i'm gonna pursue building companies and i'm gonna invest and i'm gonna do all of this that's one of the biggest things that people who go to those events that's one of the biggest downfalls of it, right? It's amazing because you're getting the information, but a lot of people leave those events feeling like that, I have to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Or entrepreneur looks like building a company. Mm -hmm. It looks like uh, having multiple businesses, investing in real estate. Like that's one of the biggest yeah. things. And so hearing you go through that, how did you kind of over, you, you were talking about how that was kind of the mindset that you started it with, right? Yeah. 
where did it start to shift where you just like, okay, maybe it doesn't have to look a certain way. Like, mm -hmm. people get caught up in going to uh, the normal education system is a standard, right? It's yeah. like you go to school, then you graduate then in this. And in a in an eerie kind of sense, entrepreneurship could look like that same standard. Mm -hmm. It's like you become an entrepreneur, you build a company, you sell it, you get another company, yeah. you sell it, right? How did how did you deal with that yourself of kind of taking on that mindset but then overcoming it? So for me, the way I took on that mentality is all right, I I, I just I took action. I took action on my beliefs and I said, all right, so I'm gonna become an entrepreneur, I'm gonna build companies, I'm gonna invest, I'm gonna do all of this. Yeah. I sat down in a chair, I put up a camera, I rearranged my entire room to have like a nice setup and I was start. I was making the first video for a company that I was. I was starting, and as soon as I hit play, I realized in that moment that I wasn't 100% passionate about it. Mm. I was passionate about inspiring people. I was passionate about building things that are going to change the world, but I wasn't passionate about what I was doing in that moment. What was that company, by the way? It was a company about personal development, about okay. education. Yeah. And I'm extremely passionate about education, but at that point in my life, I was 99% passionate. And for me, if I'm 99% passionate about it, I'm not going to do it. Mm. So then, then my next question was, okay, what am I 100% passionate about? Yeah. And that's where it clicked for me. The thing that I've loved since before I could even walk. Yeah. I'm 100% passionate about superheroes. And that's where I took my knowledge from just like personal development and learning how to create this life. Yeah. Because we're not put here to manage our circumstances. We're here to freaking create our lives. Yeah. And that's where I took my knowledge for creation and combined it with my passion for superheroes. And now I'm able to make a, live, a successful living at 19 years old talking about superheroes. Yeah. So how much does superheroes play into the, the and I know it plays a major part, mm -hmm. but what about it? plays into the identity of who you are now and when you speak to your audience right you have a massive audience you have like 1.67 mm -hmm. million followers on yeah. instagram and i remember you yeah. came to me like <laughs> i remember you came to me like a year ago i think it was that date with destiny maybe 2019 or something but i remember maybe on a phone call or whatever but you're like yeah i'm starting this TikTok thing and i think at that time you may have like five or ten k followers mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and it's like a year later you have almost two million followers right yeah how much does superheroes play into your your messaging of not just talking about them right it's not just talking about spider-man or talking to it but it's really people finding their identity in these superheroes and shifting their identities to it's like they're their own superheroes how much does that kind of that mindset of, you know, incorporating superheroes with your identity, how much of an influence does that have and how much of does that get channeled through when you're speaking with your audience and the message that you want to leave for them? Of course. So for me, again, I've loved superheroes since before I could even walk. So like as a kid, I would run around the house in like oversized superhero costumes saying, when I grow up, I want to be a superhero. Right. <laughs> now, at that point in my life, I didn't think it was possible, but... That's exactly what I am to a lot of people today because I've been able to just be so vulnerable with my audience, just sharing my struggles, sharing the things that I went through. And now they view me as a superhero. And now when kids go up to their parents saying, mom, pop, I wanna create content on the internet based on my passion. And yeah. look, this kid did it at 19 years old, at 18 years old. Yeah. 
Now I'm not superhero for them. Yeah, that's beautiful. How do you define a superhero? So for me, I define a superhero as someone who's willing to devote their life to the greater good of giving to mankind and to mm. giving to this world. That's mm. what I perceive as a superhero. And again, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be you know, starting a charity, donating a million dollars. It starts, it can start by saying, hey, Kavan, you have a really nice smile. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. No, seriously, though. And it starts with the small things, man, because, again, we're all caught up in the big things because we're conditioned to think big and to dream big. But it's the small things that have the biggest impact, really. Man, that is, that's amazing. And it's like when you put it into that perspective, now I can see your messaging that we're all superheroes. Mm-hmm. That is like each person is a superhero in themselves mm-hmm. because we can each commit. Go ahead. Yeah. And dude, there was this poster for this Superman movie and I have it framed up in my room and it inspires me every single day. And it's a, it's a picture of Superman in handcuffs. And you have the police walking him down a hallway in handcuffs. And I feel like in so many ways, aren't we all this version of Superman? I mean, we are all superheroes. There's no doubt about it. We all have the power to create our lives, to make such an impact. But many of us are walking around with handcuffs when we're Superman. Mm. So it's only until we can mm. really look at our problems and the things that hold us back, the limiting beliefs. It's really when we can just address those head on and find the solution that we can break free of those handcuffs and become the superhero we were meant to be. The superhero we always were. Yeah. Because it's not about becoming something. It's about staying true to who you are. Man, and it's not even, you know, it takes me back to when I was in jail when you just said that, was that uh, I used to say in jail, I used to journal every morning, right? Mm -hmm. And just read books and journal. And I remember a a guard coming in because we weren't allowed to be out on the tables before like a certain time, right? It's like before like 8.30 in the morning, you have to be on your bunk, right? But it was like a little side, it was like a table that, I'll always just go and like journal on, right? So yeah. guard came in, he was cool. I remember him saying, he was like, you know what, Kavan, uh, like, uh, he was like, what are, you, what are you doing? Are you rapping or something? Are you a rapper? Because like everybody in jail that <laughs> riding, yeah. they gotta be riding around. I'm black, right? I'm in jail, like, I gotta be a rapper, right? Um, and it was a white guard, but he didn't mean any harm by it when he said it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, no, I, I journal, I read. He was like, what do you, what do you mean? And I was like, uh, you know, you guys have me physically locked up, but my mind is free. He was like, what did you just say? I was like, yeah, you guys have me physically locked up. But like, my mind is free. I'm not even here right now. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, uh, you know, you shouldn't be in here. Like, I never heard anybody say anything like that. You shouldn't be in here. And the analogy that you just used was Superman that, you know, we each are Superman. And seeing him in handcuffs is like, we each are our own super person, hero, mm-hmm. and we have our own handcuffs on. And that picture is physical handcuffs for Superman, but for each person, it's mental exactly handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things I saw when I was in jail, when I got out, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm entering a world now to where everybody's physically free, but like mentally locked up. Yeah, it's, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. And it's, it's worse than being physically locked up. When you're physically mm-hmm. locked up, you know it. Mm-hmm. Like you consciously yeah. know that like, okay, I'm in here, I'm physically yeah. locked up, I may be in jail for the next year or something, right? Yeah. But when you're mentally locked up, you go to your grave sometimes, never really understanding it. Mm-hmm. 
how do you help people break out of those handcuffs? How do you use your platform to help people break out of those handcuffs that they're experiencing right now in their life? So for me, the answer is always action. So I encourage people, I influence people to take action. You know, life is so damn short. And if life is really, it really is this short, we shouldn't be living it for ourselves. We should be living it for other people, living mm. to serve other people, because that's the best way to serve yourself when you're in service of the world of other people. So taking action and, and you know, I get some DMs all the time of people saying like, hey, Soups, I watched this video and it inspired me to do this for this person. Mm. And now, you know, I feel so amazing. And then after that, it becomes a compound effect. It, it becomes a compound effect. Now it's the next person and the next person. And that's how you change the world, man. It doesn't start by having a million followers on TikTok. It starts by looking at one person. And that's how, that's really how I've been able to garnish an audience It's by giving to one person. And then if you really give so much to that person and they really feel that value and they understand it and they apply it, then it works for them. And then they tell another person, Hey, I, I know the soups guy. He's awesome. You should watch him. And that's how I have the following I have by just giving to the people that are interested in watching and mm. then that grows exponentially over time. Wow. <laughs> Give it to one person. That's it's it's an amazing concept because people look at it as the the grain that their full goal, a million followers, two, three million followers. And it's like you have a loyal fan base to where people change their profile picture. <laughs> People change. People literally have their profile picture as like your icon emblem soup. Yeah. Like you go to your comments and it's like people have the same profile picture that you have, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, I was going to ask you why, but now I see it. It's because pouring into one person after another, after another, after another. Yeah. Um, and and you know, again, this life isn't just for ourselves. It's for so many other people. So for me. The soup's identity, I'm not just soups. We are soups. We can show up every single day with a fire inside our soul, ready to serve mankind. And that's what soups is all about. That's what this brand is all about. And that's why you have people with that profile pic because they're themselves, they're letting that superhero out, out mm. and they're serving the world. And it's just so awesome to see like just the feedback on social media. So many people doing so many amazing things. Did you imagine that it would get to this level that you're on now when you originally created this? Oh, 1000%. 1000%. Why? I just had so much certainty in my system because I was passionate about this. And when you have so much emotion in you, when it's going to a certain goal or a certain desire, it's so easy to see it so perfectly. You know, Walt Disney saw Disney World before it was even Disney World. Yeah. Kevin Feige, who's the president of Marvel, he saw this entire universe of movies and shows and games. He saw all of this before it was even a thing. Stan Lee saw Spider-Man, the Avengers, all of these characters being icons to our culture before they even were. Yeah. And for me, you know, when I, I was first starting out, I was just so passionate about it that it's, it's something, it's inexplainable of how passionate I was. I mean, at that point in my life, I was still in school. Um, I was working a job. So like, I literally got out of school, went to work. Then by the time I got home, I still had homework to do. And then on the weekends, I was working in construction. Yeah. So for me, so my, full schedule. my operating time was from like 
eight o'clock at night to like midnight and then waking up from 3 3 a.m to 6 a.m before school to like continue filming so wait real quick you'll wake up at 3 a.m 3 a.m 3 a.m 3 a.m Wait, hold on. Like, and, and it wasn't like, like a... Like it was, three. Like. It wasn't like a, my alarm clock was ringing and I was like, oh, I gotta wake up. It was like, let's go. We're ready to rock and roll. Let's go. <laughs> Every time. Every single yeah. time. And again, like when you find that one thing, and, and that's one thing I encourage to everyone, it's, it's to find that thing, to find your purpose. Because when you have purpose driven behind something, it's like... It's like you're on cloud nine, like you're living on cloud nine. Like, again, when you have that much, when you have that much passion and purpose to where you're waking up at three in the morning. And that's the thing, man. Like people, people look at it on the outside. Like, dude, what are you doing? Waking up at three in the morning. I'm like, I'm living my best life. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm waking. I'm waking up to live. This is fulfillment. This is breathing for me. Mm. Mm. That's that is uh, people can see. I always love seeing the behind the scenes, right? Because people can see the the things on the forefront of awesome. He has this many X amount of followers, uh, this success. But it's like people don't see that three in the morning grind, dude. And what's crazy is that, like, again, I was still in school, so I was like still like locked up. But <laughs> 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 you know, I was in school, and then um. Like there was like trailers dropping for like upcoming movies. So in my head, I'm like, all right, again, at that point, I wasn't a full-time content creator doing this for a living, but at that point in my life, I was like, I can be, Yeah. I can be. You know, it was funny because my school was like a college prep school. So like they would sit down every single student and be like, what college are you going to? Right. And then my turn came and they walked me in and at that point, I barely had any followers on social media. I had like a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. And they walked me in and they were like, Matthew, so what college are you going to? And then I looked them all straight in the face with certainty and I said, I'm not going to college. I'm doing this, this, and this. I literally brought out a report of the numbers that I was generating. I brought out like my plan. And just in that one 10 minute meeting, I was like, guys, I respect you enough that I'm telling you guys my dream and my vision. I'm not going to college. It's just not for me. But if you can respect my vision, then that would be greatly appreciated. And if not, well, then I'm so sorry. And then at that point, my teacher, my teacher, my principal looked me in the eye and they were like, it's okay, Matthew. We believe in you. Wow. We believe you. Every single other kid in my grade was walking in there telling them I'm going to this college to pursue this. And the thing is that the majority of kids in high school are doing that, but it's, but it's not their dream. So what do you what do you say to somebody out there right now that is in high school and college it's, that just signing up for classes because that's what they feel like they have to do, that's trying to like find themselves in that? So my first question is, what do you really want out of this life? That's number one. You ask kids that question and they, they don't know. And that's step one, knowing what you want. The how is later, know what you want. Because if you know what you want and you know why you want it, then the how is irrelevant because you're going to make a way. If there's not a way, you're going to make one. So it comes and, and that come from finding out what you want starts by trying different things. Yeah. You know, so many, so many kids are in high school are focused on having fun, going to parties, drinking, smoking. But that's just time that you have to just dive deep into right. re- what you really want out of life. 
and you know if it carries over into adulthood because because so many kids waste that time in high school where they have so much time to just discover what their life's going to be about who they are what they really want out of all of this because they waste that time then they go into adulthood and it becomes a routine to just tackle everything that's in their day mm. school job if you're a parent you have kids yeah and then they lived this entire life not knowing what they really wanted and they just settle for the bare minimum when yeah. all along they were walking around as superman they just had their handcuffs on mm. and they never had the opportunity to take off break off the handcuffs handcuffs and live this life at the highest potential yeah what was your what was your mom saying the whole time my year Waking up at three, six, right? She looks yeah. down the hallway, the lights underneath the door. She's like, what is he? What is your what is your mom saying throughout this whole process? So at first it was worry. And I don't blame her, because if you're a parent, <laughs> especially coming from like the Hispanic community, if you're a parent and your son is telling you he's not gonna go to college and he's gonna wake up every day and make a living talking about, talking about superheroes, <laughs> I would hope she would be worried at some point. Right. So she, it was all worry at the beginning, but then she saw the action and the passion and the burning fire inside my soul every single day to do this. Yeah. That she, you know, because I had so much certainty in myself, that's where the certainty from my mom and my parents, that's where that was born. Yeah. Because, you know, when you start off and no one believes in you, and that's the thing that when we all start off and we have these visions and goals, no one believes in us. Because they're so big and it should be that way. Right. Because the goal is to do the impossible. The goal is to do what no one thinks you can. Yeah. So at that point, no one believed in me. And then again, as time went on, as the numbers got bigger, certainty was was built up in all of the people that were shunning me, saying no. Yeah. That's how I tell people first they uh first they tell you why you won't be successful doing what you want to do, and they tell you that you're crazy, right? Then when you do what you said you were going to do, then they come back and tell you how they always believed in you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's like the, the process that, you know, uh, that vision, like you just said. And I'm so happy that you just said that because what you just said was it wasn't meant for her to, it wasn't meant for your mom to believe in and see your vision how you saw it. A lot of times people think that their family members, their friends have to see the vision that they see. Yeah. That if they don't see it, then, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I shouldn't do it. Nobody believes in me, so why should I do it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, like you just said, it's so big and it's so specific to you that it's not for everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, God, the universe, they didn't give that vision to your mom. They didn't give it to your brother. They didn't give it to your best friend in high school, right? God gave that vision to you. And I, I'm a firm believer that God doesn't give us a vision that we don't have the power within us to bring it to fruition. You just wouldn't have that vision. That's why everybody doesn't have the same vision, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if, if you specifically have that vision, then that means that you have the power within you to bring that vision out into fruition. If you don't get stopped by uh, the outside environments and outside influences telling you why you're crazy and, and why you didn't and why you shouldn't do that, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, one of the biggest things, again, about my entire journey is just the passion behind it. Because I had all these forces kind of shunning me, not believing me. Yeah. I was being judged. I lost, dude, pretty much like all of my friends in my school. I, I had like two friends and they stuck with me and they're still with me to this day. Yeah. But I lost so many people in my life because I was pursuing this passion. And it was because it was like something that no one else in my community was doing.
So again, I didn't even think twice about the hate and the judgment because I was so focused on my goal and my passion. Mm. I don't have to, I don't have to push myself because my passion is pulling me. Mm. And when, when my passion is pulling me, then it's inevitable. It's out of my hands. Mm, it's bigger than you. Exactly. <laughs> I want you to take note of that. I don't have to push myself because my passion, my vision, my goal pulls me. Mm-hmm. That's such a powerful statement. So it's about having a, a passion that's big enough, a goal that's big enough to where it wakes you up at three in the morning. You hear people say these things, but then when you look behind the curtains of people who are actually successful doing it, it's because they're living these things. Like you just said, yeah. I didn't have to set an alarm clock like, ah, oh, I got to get up, man. It's three o'clock. Let me do three. Like you woke up because you had such a fire and passion within you to, to make that content happen. That's so beautiful. What difference is it that you want to leave on this world? What difference do you want to leave? So for me, the biggest difference I want to leave in people is just inspiring them to really look deep within themselves and find that superhero. Because for me, I look back to my pictures as a kid and I was always that kid who was just dressing up in superhero costumes saying, I wanna be a superhero. And you know, at some point when we're all kids, we're all ambitious. We don't think twice about what the world's gonna think of our dreams and our visions. We say, I wanna be, I wanna go to the moon. And then as we grow, as we immerse ourselves into the real world, we let the outside world kill those dreams. Yeah. But for me, the way I see it is it's my job now to protect that same little kid that was saying that he wants to be a superhero when he mm. grows up. And that's all it is for me, man. It's, it's literally just protecting that and using that to truly become a superhero of my own side so like that. I can inspire other people and inspire other people to look deep within themselves and find that superhero Yeah. to protect that little kid. And when you're a little kid, again, like you have no worries in the world. Obviously, when you're an adult, there's a lot more things to stress about, but it's important that we all go back to being that little kid. Yeah. Because that's where life is at its best. Mm, That's so beautiful, man. And final question is, is that somebody's sitting out there right now and they don't know what their superpower is, right? And, you know, I'm a big believer and I talk about purpose a lot because Um, to me, it's like, once you find that purpose, then you know what you're here to do. You know what difference you are to make. And it's like, I, I see how purpose and superheroes are so intertwined. And that's why I wanted to talk with you about this is because you telling people to find their superpowers the same way I'm telling people to find their purpose. It's the same thing, right? Yeah. What would you say to somebody that is part of your audience right now, 16 years old, 20 years old, 30 years, however old they are, that is trying to find their superpower, but they don't know what it is? So what I would say to someone who's right now at that point in their life where they don't know why they're here, why our creator put them here, the first thing I would say is to try different things. Again, we can't try if we don't taste. How can I know if I like burgers if I've never tasted burgers? Mm -hmm. How do I know if I like pizza if I've never tasted pizza? So the number one thing is to start tasting things, to start trying things. Look back in your life. What are the happiest moments of your life? And what, what do those moments consist of? What were you doing? Who are you with? Look, find, find the commonalities between all of those events, put it together and find a purpose that's beyond you, mm. a purpose that's bigger than you, a purpose to serve. Because when we serve, 
it's it's not about us. It's almost like we're at, it becomes like an out of body experience because yeah. you know we're just we're living in our purpose. We're living in our power, and that's where it comes from. A a passion that's catered to ourselves and our individual just likings, and then a purpose that's greater than ourselves. Yeah. And then once you have those two things and you combine passion and purpose, then again, everything moving forward becomes inevitable. It's not a question of if or when it's going to happen. It's a question of it's going to happen. Now it's just a matter of appreciating the time and grace and the faith of which God unfolds my life with. Yeah. So beautiful, man. Listen, uh, this has been an amazing conversation with you, man. And uh, this passion behind you is obviously the driving force up to how you've become successful the way you are. Um, and I'm so happy that you were able to share that and people were able to see that, you know, to let people in on that because you're radiant when you talk about it. You smile when you talk about it. You can just tell that it's, it's who you are. So, little brother, I'm so proud of you from going from the 5 to 10K TikTokers to now almost 2 million followers. And you're going to even crush that and do so many more things in life uh, because of that passion. So, thanks for having I'm grateful for having you, man. And Thank you uh, so I'm excited much. to see the things that you create in this world, man. Thank you so much. This is only the beginning for all of us. For the listeners watching, for me and Kavan, this is only the beginning. And if you're at that point in your life where you have those handcuffs on, it's time to question what are those handcuffs and then destroy them to live this life and become the superhero you always were.